Podcast City Network. Listening to the Rip Griffin Show. Make sure to subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms. Here's your host, Rip Griffin. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Rip Griffin Show. Tonight, we're doing something a little bit different that we've never done before. Tonight, we are doing a free agent draft. We, that's right. We're going to be drafting free agents, predicting where they might go how much they might sign for, and all that great stuff on this edition of the Rip Griffin Show. Tonight, my guest, you know him as Larry the GM. He's done a lot of great insight as we've talked Astros baseball in the future, in the past, excuse me. And coming to the show for the first time is Clint the Scout. Guys, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. Doing well, like, thank you. We got my buddy Clint, who also writes on LarryTheGM.com here, so we got we're gonna have some fun, you know. It's it's a it's a lockout edition of the Rip Griffin show. So we're if if they're not gonna do baseball, then we're gonna make up our own games and have some fun. That's that's the way I look at it. Absolutely, Clint. I'm glad you're able to take the time to come show. Tell us where can everybody find you and find your work that you've been doing. Well, um, you can obviously find it at LarryTheGM.com um, under the name Clint the Scout. I have a few articles, and Larry and I kind of merge things together at times. Uh, Larry's obviously a lot more uh, oh, data-driven cool. than I am. Uh, I, you know, I watch a lot of these guys and things like that. But you can find me at my uh, my Twitter ID right there at um, at Earl Clint one one seven. And if you're on Larry the JM, you can find our content there. And I'm excited to do this with y'all a little nervous, but at the same time excited. And, uh, you know, if y'all get a chance, just keep reading it. Cause Larry and I plan on pumping more stuff out. The lockout kind of slows it all down, but that gives us a chance to really, um, grind, I guess, as you could say. <laughs> right. There's nothing. Uh, yeah. The, the grind is definitely right because it's really getting hard to, to come up with content, especially to write about yeah. on, um, uh, you, which I, I started what is called the, the Texas Baseball Report, which is covering everything across Texas baseball. And with there's no MLB right now, there's nothing to write about, which makes it really hard. So working on a couple of things that will kind of I'll kind of launch at the end of the year as well. But but let's kind of dive into uh, tonight's episode. So before we get into this draft, I want to kind of touch on something that has came out today, and to kind of get your your thoughts on this, guys. That uh, Carlos Correa. The Detroit Tigers had offered him a 10-year contract worth $275 million, and he turned it down. Now, why do you think he turned it down? I think I know why, but I want to, I want to hear what you guys say. He thinks he's worth more money. <laughs> do you think he's worth? I mean, I, I <laughs> that's a different question. You ask why did he turn it down? He turned around because he, he thinks he's worth more money, and you know, it's so it's going to be interesting. Like, so the Astros have offered. I what I mean, what's the biggest contract the Astros have offered? Thirty-five and six at six. Yeah, that. Uh, what? No, or is that thirty-two and six? No, no, look, I'm doing what I hate when when podcasters get on the air and they're not prepared. The Astros, the Astros have offered him five years from one sixty. We know that one, right? And then, mm-hmm. so that's that's five at five at thirty two. Then there's a report they did uh, two sixteen at six. Wasn't that what it was? 
That one, I don't think ever was announced. I don't know if that's actually the official one or not, right? So, so we know the Astros will go five years. I think you they they could probably be talked in the six. And then, but so yeah, but then thirty two seems like the number he wants from an AAV standpoint, or close to that. Right, so the Astros gave him the AAV, AAV he wants, the average annual value, the average contract, average pay he wants, but they only gave it for five years. Detroit gave him the ten years he wants, but they not they're not going to go to thirty two, or they at least their initial offer was not at thirty two. So, you know, somewhere in between there, <laughs> maybe the answer is going to be you're going to get eight years and you're going to get thirty, right? And and that's what Carlos. Is going to have to realize that they're, they're he is going to be at a discount to Seeger because you know of the of the known back issues that he has. So, right, I don't know. That's the way I look at it. Clint, what do you think? Well, I personally, I think a lot of this is based on the Lindor deal that was done last year with the Mets, or two years, maybe it was two years ago. The three, the three forty one for ten years. Um, and then basing it off of what Seeger has gotten now, you can make an argument either way, talent wise. Um, I know right. both guys profile as very highly talented, highly sought after players. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of surprising because Seeger has also had a very kind of injury prone career right. as well. So I don't think Carlos is going to have an issue getting the 32 and a half. I, I, I actually. I do have a bit of a prediction, kind of an idea of what I think is going to happen. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, well, you got maybe the first we can talk about draft, it after the so. draft. Well, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. And so, um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that a lot of this market is is going to be driven. I think once we get Trevor Story down, I don't think yeah. Carlos signs before him. Um, I think that that's going to be the huge benchmark that's going to set his value. And I actually think what it's going to do is it's going to push a lot of other teams into the mix that they didn't quite realize were in it until, you know, Trevor Story's off the board. Until there's no other option, no other premium option. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, but uh, it's just interesting. That's just something that has, that came about today, you know, it's kind of weird that we're getting this news during this lockout and, you know, all this stuff. It's, uh, I mean, MLB is supposedly and the players association are not supposed to be coming back together until after the first of the year. So, you know, we don't know what they're doing, but yet there's news that's coming out as far as, you know, contracts that were offered and, and whatnot. So it's um, almost like, it's almost like the owners really don't want to be locked out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I, uh, it's just you know, in hindsight, really, the lockout really does work in the players' favor in terms of urgency because the longer this takes, the harder it's going to be because everybody's going to want prep time and spring training and doing all that. And you know, it, it, it's going to work in their benefit. Now, you know, we'll see how the CBA talk uh, works out. I know Larry has been on that one pretty hard, so it this is definitely going to get interesting the longer it goes. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, you know, I, I I just think the whole lockout is 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 kind of ludicrous because the whole purpose, the whole like official line relative to the lockout is like, well, this will force us to come to the table. Well, since they're locked out, they haven't they they haven't spent a minute at the at the negotiating table that I'm aware of. So it's like, well, that didn't work. You were at the negotiating table, and, and then you locked people out, and then nobody's been at the negotiating table. So you know, I I. It's it's pretty frustrating, and and uh, guys, I, I lived through the eighty one strike and the ninety four ninety five strike, and I I just I don't I don't real I really don't want my my favorite sport to go back to those days, but I think you know we're, we're already in it basically with the lockout. So yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, so that's about it for the news as far as uh, baseball news is concerned. So let's jump into this draft. This is going to be fun because. Like I said, this is not something that we've never done before. We're going to see where these free agents, where they might go, how much they might uh, be offered contracts and whatnot. So what we got here, we got a little spreadsheet that we're going to uh, put up here and for everybody to kind of follow here at home. 
that is uh that's watching the show so uh or if you're listening as well but um okay so this is kind of how it's going to work so uh on this this spreadsheet that we've got so for an example and, and larry if i'm uh but Rick, do you want do you want me to talk through it i mean i, yeah, I can talk through it yeah this so. go go ahead so uh tell everybody what how this is going to to work for us yeah so this is something rip and i talked about uh, you know earlier on in the in the calendar and we just you know that there was a flurry of free agent activity that that got a got us got away with us got got done before we could even get to the draft so what what we're doing is we're going to take the pool of avail the, the pool of free agents that are available according to uh fan graphs uh free agent tracker okay and what what the way the rules are going to work here and i got i put marcus simeon up as the example so it Clint's going to go first. I'm going to go second, and then Rip's going to go third, and then we'll we'll snake it back through three rounds of the draft. That's what's down in the lower part of the spreadsheet. So we, we have Marcus Simeon example. So Marcus Simeon signed with the Rangers for uh, a total contract value of one hundred seventy five thousand dollars, one hundred and seventy five million dollars. So twenty five uh, twenty five for seven years. So. If Clint, for say, had picked Marcus Simeon very first, and he said, "Hey, I I think Marcus Simeon's going to get seven years," which nobody thought he was going to get seven years, or at least nobody I knew that thought he was going to get seven years, and he's going to get twenty five million a year. So the number is one hundred seventy five. If if so, if we if the picker picks the player and the team gets it right and gets the contract right, they'll they'll get double the points. So. That that genius pick would have been 350 points. Okay, so if 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 I had picked Marcus Simeon and said, "Well, I think he's going to get six years at 25, so 150," then I then because I got the player and the team right, you get the 150 points. You get the the higher the the, the minimum value. You don't get the the last 25. You get the 150 points. Then if you pick the player and the team, right, and I said, we had said eight years at 25, 200, you would get the 175 points. So whatever, you get the lower of the amount of either what you pick. So there's no, there's like no real like uh, penalty for picking over over the contract value unless you're just trying to nail it. So if if you're going to go, if you're going to go big, go, go over it. Because you'll you'll get you'll get credit for for getting whatever the contract was, okay? So, but here's where the here's where the, the the maybe the issue not to go over, right? So, if you if if we had picked Marcus Simeon to go to Detroit for one seventy five, well, then you get no positive points. You can just get zero because you would you would have been a genius in getting the contract right, the contract value right. But if we made the contract uh, 200 and to Detroit, then you're going to lose 25 points. So one of the interesting dynamics, and I don't know if you guys have thought about this, this is some of the thinking I've had. You know, going for the big players in this it does have a little bit of risk, right? Because if you if you go big, and and uh, let's say Marcus Simeon at the end of the market would had not gotten the seven year contract, but had gotten a one year contract, and you got the wrong team. You're probably not going to win the draft because one one player could ruin you. So if if Carlos Correa ends up at the end of this saying, "Oh, forget it. I'll I'll come back next year. I'll sign a a one year uh, prove it deal that I'm my back's really good," and you you put in something like three hundred million for, for Correa, <laughs> <laughs> and you said he was going to the Yankees for three hundred million, uh, and he ends up coming back to the Astros for one year and a prove it deal for thirty five million. Then you're going to lose a you know, 265 points. So there's the risk. It's a risk reward system. It's like I mean, you could play it safe and go with a bunch of long, small contracts and try and hope that you know I could pick that route and just hope you guys screw it up so bad that that my zero points or my near zero points are 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 the winning score by, by the time we're done, or or somebody could go with big contracts for the whole for the whole rest of the, the, every one of their picks. So we chose three rounds because quite honestly, there's not that many, that many players that I, I thought, I thought we would probably lose interest after three rounds. So that's, 
that's my intro rip. Did I miss anything kind of in describing that the way I described it to you guys? No, everything sounds pretty uh, you know, self-explanatory. <laughs> Excuse <Okay>. me. <clears throat> so we're picking the player. Clint's going to go first. He's going to pick a player. He's going to pick a team that that player is going to sign with, and then he's going to say what the total contract value will be. And it doesn't matter, like, if it was nine years or or eight years, he's sticking the total number. Okay. Well, and I will either rip, I will, uh, I'll keep track of the scores, or, or you, you may want to do it too so people can see it live, but I'll make sure we have a record of this. Yeah, so uh, I, I should be able to, uh, okay, to type it, it in. Yeah, I should be okay. able to do that. So, okay. of course, we know we won't know the actual score until the player right. actually That's signs. That's right. We're going to have to come back and, you know, and we have to make, you know, remember Keiko didn't get signed a couple of years ago until like June, right? So, yeah, so exactly. It's basically possible we won't know the results of this until the last player picked actually signs. So, so. Um, I just, with, with my picks, I've kind of thought a few of them out. Um, maybe, you know, as far as where they go and things like that, is it okay? Y'all mind if I throw in why? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. What my basis is? Okay. I just want to make yeah, sure. I think we all want to kind of maybe even me and Clint, if you make a stupid pick, we're going to, we're going to rag on you. <laughs> so. <That's fine>. I, <laughs> I don't proclaim to be a, a GM. No, I just, I just, I'm just I'm sitting here like. How much fun can we have? You know, <laughs> exactly. That's what this is. I mean, we, we can't have it. We can't have real baseball fun, so we're going to have makeup baseball fun. Right. Yes, exactly. Sir. All right. I've got my list what? of players. Clint, you got your list. You're number one on the clock, Clint. What are you so, going to do? Okay. So just, well, just real, so just just well, real quick. So it, it, this works like 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 a real draft. So once that player is off the board, nobody else can can draft him. So or not or. Or even yeah, draft him so technically. So okay. All right. All right, Clint. So who is your this is your your one and one as they call it in, in major league baseball, your your first round pick. Okay. Well no I I know I kind of teased the Carlos Correa prediction, but I have one that I'm I feel pretty good about. Um I know it's gonna sound pretty off the map whenever I say this, but I'm actually going to take Chris Bryant to the Kansas city Royals um, for $132 million. And my basis to that is, is with uh, Bobby Witt jr. And a lot of the younger talent that Kansas city is working with and developing, I believe they would bring in Chris Bryant to be a veteran presence and infield outfielder type player that kind of, kind of mold or molds or fits the mold of what the Royals have in terms of young players that are versatile and, all over the place. And I know they have a young shortstop and I think that they take the, take the leap, bring in a veteran, a veteran like Chris Bryant, someone who's proven, uh, you know, obviously a world series champion, um, you know, and help lead them into what they're hoping will be another championship window. And how much did you say, Clint? I had him at, I had him at 132 million total. 132. Okay. Okay. Well, I will tell you negative there. So, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just, I'll say negative because the teams aren't e- equal yet. So, Rip, what, did you have Chris Bryant on your list? I did. What did you have? So I had him going to Seattle. I did too. For $175 million. Oh, I had $125. I had him going to Seattle. I had $125. So, well, we'll, we'll get – I'll explain a little bit of what my theory is. You may see as we play out. All right, so – I am not taking Correa either. Um, I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman to the Braves for 160. And so I will tell you my confidence in this pick is wavered a little. I mean, if if we had done this draft, um, Rip, if we had done this draft a a month ago, I think I still would have gone with Freddie Freeman to the Braves. I don't know if I would have said 160 like I just did. I might have made a bigger number. But uh, Freddie Freeman to the Braves would have been like my biggest lock going into the to the offseason. I'll tell you, there's been some reports that say 
he may not end up with the Braves, but I, that's I that's what I I thought. I honestly think Freddie Freeman's at the Braves is the safest pick on the entire board. So that's why I want Freddie Freeman to Braves. Oh, uh, how much do you have him going for? One sixty. So like thirty, the, basically the Correa offer, like five years at thirty-two, is what I'm right. thinking. Okay, so I mean, I think that's probably the safest bet. Also, I mean, the, if the Braves don't re-sign him, then what are they doing over there? You know, <laughs> they better get somebody else that's on the list if they don't get Freddie Freeman. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so. Now, I, I'm kind of nervous because you guys passed on Korea. Yep. And if you know, traditionally, if a team passes on a player and he continues to fall in the draft, then there must be something wrong. So, um, you've got two picks. I do. Yes. You got uh, two of your three picks are coming right here, Rip. So if you don't take them in these two picks, you may not get them. This is true. This is true. But, you know, I, I don't think I can take Korea in the first round. All so right. um, I'm going to throw you guys uh, a little curveball here. I'm going to say Clayton Kershaw. Oh, he's on my list, too. Goes to the Rangers for, let's see, uh, I want to say $95 million. 95 you're thinking three years, three-year yeah. deal? At least. Okay. So I had thought about Kershaw. I actually had him going to the Dodgers. Back okay. to the Dodgers. and But I had read – so Kershaw was actually number two on my list until I read, like, okay, well, the Rangers are probably pretty serious about this. And that's why he dropped down to three on my list. Um, Bryant was four, by the way. Um, and so I I think I the Rangers may be the right – because the Rangers got to get some pitching, right? So that's yeah. – that's, that's, they may go for Kershaw, but I, I think if the Rangers go for Kershaw, they need to get somebody else too. And because they, they – I don't know if they can really if, if, if well I think the Rangers have to decide are they in it are they going for it or are they not going for it. So yeah, no. Sorry, uh, I'm dominating the conversation analyzing the picks, but I am Larry the GM, so what would you expect? <laughs> so, uh Clint, Clint, what do you think about you know the possibility of these these first round picks, especially with Freeman and Kershaw? What what are your thoughts on those? Oh. Well, I, I had Freddie Freeman on my list too, and I had him going back to Atlanta um, on a $120 million deal. Um, I had it four at 30. I was thinking he might uh, go a little more short term, um, but I know that for someone like him, as, as he gets a little older, the AL appeal is there, um, but I still think he's going to stay loyal to the Braves and, and want to be back. Um, I... I'm a little surprised that we went Rangers with Kershaw. Um, I honestly saw Kershaw going back to the Dodgers, maybe on a, you know, friendlier deal um, just because that's, you know, it's, it's home for him now, but you know, the Dodgers have to make a lot of room for a lot of different things. I know they have a lot of young starting pitching. They're going to get Dusty May and, and, and a few other guys. And I forget what his name is. Is it Goss? Gons? Gonzalez song that they were kind of mixing in in the later okay. later half of this yeah and and so you know they're going to be looking and and you know but we also forget they they do have a hold to fill the Trevor Bauer situation is yeah. obviously nowhere near resolved and so um, the Dodgers always come to play with money so I'm I'm sure that they'll be making a splash somewhere. <laughs> I'm curious about what did you what did you have for Kershaw as, as your number. As my number, I only had him on a two-year deal at sixteen million. You had sixty. I I actually, well, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't say, but I, I, maybe I'm starting to single some of these numbers. I had him at fifty. Yeah, so, and okay, and, and I I kind of went that route just because pedigree and history and everything like that. So right. Yeah, I I just I I think Kershaw may be a little disappointed in his market. 
coming out of the lock, lockout. Um, and but and the only thing that can help that is if like the physical, you know, the re- reports about his physical uh, status are really good. I, and you know, I think there's going to be depending on and this is where it's going to be interesting about how long the lockout lasts. This is maybe another theme to think about, Rip. Right. So how how late will this lockout last, and when will when will we be doing this? It's, I think there's going to be like two week free agent flurry happening, and there's going to be two weeks to sign free agents, and then they're going into spring training, right? And so, right, um, I, I you know, so I, I think Kershaw may be disappointed that he he's not going to be the first pitcher. Um, sought out during the, those two weeks and he may be at weekday 13 or 14 looking for a deal. But, but. Right. I mean, he, when you, especially when looking at this free agent, you know, class right here, I mean, there's a lot, there's, there's a few pitchers. There's probably one that's maybe ahead of him a little bit younger, maybe right. might get a little bit more money possibly. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, I think Kershaw wants to come home. And, and finish out his yeah. career. So, uh, so I, I so I will say this. I think you know, Clint and I said Dodgers, and we we both were thinking two year deal. I think the Rangers get him with a three year deal, and I think so. If he does go to the Rangers, I think your ninety five number is actually a pretty pretty good answer. I think it's going to have to be something like that for him to end up at the at the Rangers is what I guess what I'm trying to say. So if you're if you're all in with the Rangers, I think that's a good choice. I think it yeah. would be a three year deal with the Rangers. I, I think so too. I think uh, you know the Rangers they're they're they're, they're going to spend the money and they want to compete in the West. So um, just kind right. of exciting. We'll, we'll kind of see what, what goes on. So round right. one is down. What you got? What do you got for round two, Rip? Okay, so uh, I'm going to take the big name off the board, Carlos Correa. I'm glad. I didn't want Correa. <laughs> so here, here's my, my thought. So I think he goes to the, to the Dodgers. Okay. And I'm still going to stick with my number that I've been very adamant about, and that's that's the $280 million that he's going to get. Now, of course, it's going to be years attached onto that, but I think – with the number of years that he gets is going to surpass Francisco Lindor. And I think it's going to be eight years, eight years at 280 million. Okay. Okay. Because you know, the, the Dodgers have lost, lost Seager. So he, he's, he's gone. Um, you know, they, they need somebody or they've got Trey Turner, they but you but yeah. you can slot Trey Turner kind of at second base, but they're going to need a big time bat in the, in the middle of that lineup. So uh, I think he goes out west to the Dodgers. Okay. Hmm. This is you why I did. This is why I didn't want to pick Carlos Correa because I. I mean, there's like I can make a compelling argument for four different places. Uh, Clint, where if, if you had to pick Correa, where were you going to put him? Well. Um... I was going to, if he had fallen to me at this point, I would have probably been very bold. Um, I actually have him, I have it locked down to two places. Um, I had him at the Dodgers. And the reason being is they obviously need another interior. They need a shortstop and they could slot Trey Turner in a second. Um, You know, I know that they have a a lot of younger talent and and things like that, but I, I can see the Dodgers spending that money, especially since their pitching has, you know, Scherzer's gone, the Bauer situation, everything else like that. Um, I had him at a $231 million deal, but I only had it at seven years. Um, okay. I I did not think that anybody is going to give him 10, and I'm, I'm pretty certain, I, I, in my gut, I don't feel like they will. And then my dark horse, and I might be completely off the map when I say this, is the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, and I, I had... had that's one of the four teams I had for him too. Yeah, and and I had them, I had them upping the ante to uh, um, two hundred forty-five million over seven years. I had them going all the way thirty-five, breaking the Lindor AAV, um, and and letting him play shortstop every day. So I, I had I had Correa going to the Angels, and okay. I had it 
at 300. I just, the angels overpay and, and, and I don't know if, you know, that, that basically I think Correa wants the 300 number. So I think he did the angels say, we'll give you the 300 number and we'll make that over nine years or, and to, to make it happen. So that's, so the, I think the angels are in the mix. I, I, yeah, I still think there's a possibility of the Tigers in the mix. The Dodgers are in the mix. Phillies are in the mix. And, and, our Astros are, I think the Astros are in the mix, but it, they, I could see them going to seven, but I, I, you know, I think you guys probably both read the article I, I did about who am I, the, where I told the, essentially um, had the story of Christian Yelich in there and, and, you know, what happened to him shortly after he signed the big extension. And you know he's a, a Christian Yelich is and you know, he may, he may have come back, but he's he's been somewhat a shell of him of what he was when he signed the extension, and and I, I, the Brewers are not you know Brewers are hurting from that. So I I just think I just think Jim Crane doesn't want to sign that uh, a deal that's seven years or or more, and so that just kind of makes it almost impossible to get Correa. So. All right, yeah. interesting choice there, Rip. <laughs> let's okay, see if it, let's see if it pays off. So this is interesting. So now I have a choice because now now I can now I have to decide: am I going to play small ball or 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 try to hit at least a double here? I am going to say that Jim Crane hits a major PR disaster after Correa goes to the Dodgers, as you said, or wherever he ends up. And he goes and gets Trevor Story. Um, so Trevor Story to the Astros for 130. Wow. Okay. Five, year, five years and 26 million. Wow. Interesting. Okay. That's that's less than probably what a lot of the other news outlets ha- are predicting. If he were to go, because uh, let's see, I think let's see what is what does Fangraphs have him right now? So they've got him at you know median is uh, six years, one hundred fifty million. So yeah, uh, so, yeah, you're definitely so under I'm, that. I'm, I'm saying that the Astros stick to their guns and say no. What, you come in here. You come in here for five years, and 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 twenty six. So that I think that's, you know. So the, so that the you know, Fangraphs is saying six years at twenty five. I'm just saying five years at twenty six. So right. I, and and the thing is, I mean, the problem with this theory is if 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 Correa ends up in the Dodgers, I think the Angels could go make that deal for Story and give him six years. So. So I'm playing. I'm playing the doubles game here, but uh, I don't know. I may. I may have gone. I may should have gone small ball because I'm really confident in Freddie Freeman into the praise. That may be the only one any of us get right, and that would win the draft. Because of Freddie Freeman, right? But uh, we'll go Trevor Story to the Astros from 130, and that'll uh, it'll be interesting what the Astros fan base would respond to that. I think I'd have to be. Uh, I'd have to be retweeting my article of the comparison of Trevor Story to Carlos Gray every day for for three weeks just to make the fan base a little a little happier about it. Absolutely. So, Clint, did you have Trevor Story at all? I um, I I don't have him on my list, um, so I don't really. I was trying to. I I only wanted one shortstop on my list, and that was Correa. Um, so I don't know, but I I I assume that what would end up happening is is he would sign first, and I had a feeling it would be the Phillies. Yeah. Um, a lot of the reasons why I was kind of keeping them as a dark horse was Correa is that they would get back into a corner in terms of what they wanted to do, and I know the Phillies would make a splash. That's what they do. And a lot of people, I, I know as a baseball fan, that's a huge, it's a big market, you know, and, and that's definitely something that they would look at as terms of, it's, you know, firing up the fan base. 
and getting everybody to believe that they're all in. Um, so I, I definitely can see, I can see Jim. I, I don't know if Jim Crane will do that, but I also know personally, I'm a little bit higher on, on what the Astros are doing internally with, with Jeremy Pena. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of just, I'm waiting to see, this is going to be very interesting. <laughs> so it's interesting because I think Jim Crane will do that. I don't think the general manager. I don't think James James Click is like. I think James Click is saying we're going to ride with Jeremy Pena for for what you and I wrote about Clint. I mean, like this Jeremy Pena kid is good. We're going to ride with it. You know the the the, the former uh, Rays you know front office guy. He's like we we'll ride with the young guy. And okay, maybe we'll maybe we'll sign Andrew Anderson Simmons for a year to the bridge the you know the but I I just think I think Jim Crane is gonna say no we're 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 all in we're going we're you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go get Trevor Story. What did you have rip for Trevor Story? So I had uh Trevor Story um <laughs> Going to the Astros as well for six at one forty. Okay. Okay. So, well, so that that's hey. right. That's a little bit under what is the the AV AAV is kind of set at him at around twenty three million. So, uh, little on the little bit on the high side for uh, for story, but you know it's uh, definitely interesting though. So, so if I get Trevor Story and Freddie Freeman, those two teams, right? You guys are in trouble. <laughs> you better hope that Carlos Correa goes to the Dodgers, and then you're going to be hated in the fan base. For Carlos Correa to the Dodgers, right? It'll yeah. be it'll be your fault, Rip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I set the jinx, so uh, hopefully not. We'll see what happens. So, so, uh, so, so, Clint, who do you got with uh, with your your pick here in the second round? I. Well, I'm going back to bat so I can really simplify this. Um, There's, there's kind of a, now a lot of what I'm doing and a lot of my picks are, are gut visual, you know, type thing. So um, I believe that this is actually a very good fit. I have Carlos Rodon going to the Toronto Blue Jays Ah, at 95 million. I believe the loss of Robbie Ray, um, and then the fact that they are they have a great, great core and I think they're going to be looking for an arm to put in the put in the rotation and and get in there and compete in that AL West and I think Rodone kind of fits their their moxie so to speak with Manoa and and and, and stuff like that it's kind of interesting though it's going to have you know him and Ryu to you know multiple lefties but it worked out for them last year and I think he I think he fits the the personality a little bit <laughs> Okay, I like it. It's it's a good pick. I think uh, the Blue Jays are onto something with uh, especially their rotation, and you know they added you know Kevin Gossman to the to the mix as well. Uh, I mean, you still got your core infield is with uh, Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, you know, Kevin Bijo, those guys there. So the Blue Jays are definitely wanting to contend there in the AL West, uh, East. Excuse me. So I, I like the pick. Uh, Rodon to the Blue Jays, uh, it, it fits. So are you thinking five years at like 19? I'm, think, I'm thinking five at 19. Yeah. I would, boy. So I, I didn't have Rodon on my list just because I, I, I'm, so Clint, I think this is a, this is a, this is a big gamble. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure Rodon gets, I'm not sure he gets three years. I think because with the with the injury history. So I, I uh, my I, my I big he, thing about it was is just um, the market itself, and right. and then and then looking at it in terms of he's like the premium pitcher available, right? And so in a lot of ways, yes. In my opinion, he's he's one of the top three to five, and he's he's got a ton of upside. We've seen it in his arm. It's alive and, and he can, he can bring it. And, and, and I just, I, you know, part of me is kind of in that feeling where he, it, it may benefit him to, to be somewhere with some, a little bit of leadership that he would get yeah. with the blue Jays. Cause they've got a great mix of veterans and, and, and young guys. And yeah. 
I, yeah. I think that they would be able to develop him kind of similar to what a Robbie Ray was and what they were yeah. able to do. Obviously, it's two different profiles, though. Um, so, you know, they'll be looking to turn that high fastball and 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 mix that off speed in really well. And, you know, I, I think the flashes were there. And I just for some reason, my gut is telling me they would give him five years. And I may be I may be a little high. I just worry that the market itself, comparing it to what kind of what Lance McCullers went for. Yeah. And. And seeing all that, I kind of based it off of, well, the Blue Jays are going to want to do something, and and I believe that he can. It maybe he's not ninety five, but I believe he'll be pretty close. Okay, well, good. All right, what else? Or what what did you have for Rodon? Rip, rip. Actually, I did not have him on my list. I think we were both scared of the injury risk and and how many, how many years? So. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh... Yeah, I just had to stay away from 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 Carlos Rodon on that on that one. So too risky. All right, what do you got, Clint? So round kicking off round three. Well, I got quite a few names left on my list. I'm trying to decide if I want to go small here. If I want to, yeah. I've I've kind of I feel like I've kind of been on kind of ridden that line pretty well until yeah, yeah. until Rip put that 280 million up in front of all of us and <laughs> man Rip's going Rip's so, going bigger going home that's what it is that's um, right you got to I this I I will I will probably be very wrong on this but I have Michael Conforto to the San Francisco Giants I believe that they're going to be looking to try and retool and get that get that roster back into contention again. Um, and I have him at eighty five million. Wow! So y'all can y'all can bring it to me and 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 put and and let me know how bad I did on that one. But something about it just kind of fits. He he's kind of what they they they're looking for and need, and I think he would fit really well in that outfield. And you said the Giants. The Giants. And what and what was your eighty five million? Eighty five. Okay. All right. I I got confused. I, I thought I misspelled his name, so I was trying to figure it out real <laughs> quick. So sorry. But uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so are you thinking that? Um, I I think it's a five year deal at seventeen million. Um, I I, I I'm, I'm sure what I'm doing is kind of overvaluing a few of these guys based off of Larry's metrics, but a lot of mine is based off the lockout itself. I think that some things get put into urgency and I think some guys are going to get shorter deals with a little bit higher, you know, the AAV to, to complement that. Um, I think baseball is starting to see a trend of, you know, we're not going eight, 10 years. We're not doing that anymore. And, you know, it's similar to what happens in pro football, even though I don't want to bring it up with, with running backs and everything else. Those guys just, they don't get long-term deals. You know, it's, it's, it's an exception, in, you know, and so I just, I can see AAVs going up shorter deals, you know, based on shorter deals. And for some reason, Michael Conforto or the giants just fit in my eye and, and, and in my gut. So that's what I did. All these are gut picks. So. <laughs> okay. I like so it. I, I, like Con- it. I had Conforto as the 12th player on my 14th player list. And did you have Conforto? Rip? No, no, I did not. So, Conforto, I think he got the qualifying offer and declined it. Right? Is that is that right? Let me see here. I can look it up real quick. So, this is why I think I dropped him down to twelve on my list because I don't understand. I yeah, uh, as of I, November eighth, I have him. I have him on MLB rumors. He was is to reject the qualifying offer. Yeah, and yeah, so was, I, was, I saw that and I was like, I don't understand why. That. <laughs> yeah, because like, okay, I'll, I'll tell you where I had Conforto going to the Brewers for two years at twelve million dollars a year, and so I have him for twenty four. That's where I have him set, and like, oh my gosh, I so clearly Larry the GM does not understand the value of Michael Conforto because. I, I don't know. So one of the things, if you if you go back and read the offseason guide and, and and the deals, Clint, what was what was I getting wrong? I I nailed almost all the deals AAV value, but every single deal I was like one year short, one year short, one year short, and so 
I, I'm afraid that that's going to be consistent with what I'm doing right now. I keep seeing teams, and a lot of this is, plays out in the CBA article, like the, like 75% of the deals are four years or less. And I just, like, I don't know. I just, I just, man, I don't, I can't, I can't imagine giving Michael Conforto five years. I, maybe three, but so that's, that'll be cool if it happens. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, to me, it's one of those things where I think the, I think the name and the, 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 ups, the, the upside itself. I mean, he was a talented guy. He was a first round draft pick. Um, he had, he had a lot of that going for him. Um, I know. And obviously he's performed well at times. I think, I think that the, the profile may not quite be representing the results that you see on the field. But um, like I said, I, I think that as, as the market starts to dwindle, I think a lot of these guys will have a little more leverage. Um, so I, I just thought five years would fit him. It's, you know, he's 28, going to be 29. So that won't, that won't necessarily put them in a bad situation. And he is, I believe if I'm not mistaken, he is one of the younger free agents on the, on the market. Um, so, so right now he's at age, so he's age 29. So yeah. That, oh yeah. I have 28 and 290 days. So yeah, right there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I okay. mean, looking at wow. uh, Rodon too. Yeah, he's at age twenty nine. So yeah, all right, Larry. So uh, who do you got for your? Uh, okay, so I've him? got one that it would be. I I have held off from picking the second player on my list. Oh, and okay. The second player on my list would be the small ball, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, and and the fifth player. So if I was going to go small ball, my second and fifth player. Or fit that profile, but I'm not going there. I'm going down the list to my number six, and I'm going Nick Castellanos. How do you say it? Castellanos. Castellanos. Thank you. Castellanos. Castellanos. And I'm taking him to the Phillies because the Phillies need outfield help uh, for 72. I originally had 90, but. I just uh, I just pulled a year off his contract, so we'll go seventy two. Seventy two to the Phillies. And you took him off. You took him off my board. So what did uh, what did you have for what did you have for Nick? I, I had him. I had him going to the Phillies as well, but at seventy five. Okay, okay. That, well, that makes me feel better. That, so <laughs> I, I had I had them overpaying just a little bit. Well, I and and I'm not sure that it is overpaying. I, that, you know, I'm just I'm just giving. Them. I think I think one thing I'm going to have to deal with after when when I close the we close the books on the on the free agent deals is it seems like every free agent is getting a year more than I think they're going to get. Basically, right. It's, so whatever Larry the GM says, they're going to get in years. Add one to it, and then take the AAV I'm talking about, and and, and you're, you're gonna get, damn, you're gonna get close to the right answer. That's just, that's just the way it's been. All every deal, like yeah, I had the right AAV, you know, but I didn't have the I didn't have the right years. So that's <laughs> so okay. I'll tell you what my small balls were after you're done, Rip. Okay, okay, all right. So for for my for my last pick here, I, I'm going safe. I'm going. Very small ball here. Uh, I'm going very money ball as well. So I have Jonathan Villar going to the Astros. Really? For twenty million. Okay. So that's that's your uh, that's the Astros answer to not having a a real shortstop, right? (laughs) Or not having a proven shortstop. So basically, he he's going to be a stopgap before Jordan right. Pena gets there. Yeah. Now remind me, guys, the Villar Villar is he play the? Has he proven to be able to play the outfield as well? I think he, I think he he has the ability to. Okay. Because we I know he could play. I mean, he's played some second, hasn't he, Clint? And I think he's played. He's some played second and shortstop. Yeah. Okay. I know for those for sure those two positions. Um. It's it's not a bad it's option for the Astros. Yeah, it's it's not a bad option 
the Astros that so are you thinking that's a two year deal or is that a one year? I'm I'm Uh, two years. It it could be like the Verlander deal, like it's one year plus a plus an option, right? Yeah. But, But but for our scoring, that option year counts as in the deal, right? And so it's. The 20, right. 20 million a 20 million contract okay yeah so yeah. that's that's what i think i think that they're they'll play the the money ball the safe bet i mean as as a stopgap until jeremy Pena is ready yeah i think the other option there would be anderson simmons for one year for eight right. yeah and and, and and that's that's possible too um and and, and then you but the only thing is the I think the advantage Villar has is he's a little more has a little more history of position flexibility than right than Simmons does. Simmons is clearly a better fielder. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Well, interesting. Okay, all right. So, what players did you guys have that didn't get picked? So uh, I had Anthony Rizzo. Uh, where where'd you have Rizzo going? I still have him going back to back to the Yankees at two years at forty. Okay, I had then, I had Rizzo going back to the Yankees three years at, at fifteen. Okay. Um, Say as Suzuki, so he he's not on the free agent list, but he's that he's, was uh, number two on the Larry the GM list. Where'd you oh, have really? him going? So I've got him going to the Athletics. Okay, so this is this is this. I had him going to the Rangers. This is, I think. This is I think he's going to be a ranger, and the reason he was number two on my list is I think I, I'm I just don't think the athletics are spending any money. Period. Just like yeah, full stop. So the real question for me is Suzuki going to the Rangers or is he going to the Giants because the Giants need outfield help too. Um, and so um, I had a, I had him at at fifty five five for eleven is what what okay. I saw as the deal. What did you have, Rip? So I had him, you know, for five at fifty. So okay, yeah, ten million. So keep it cheap. Did you have Suzuki? I did not. Okay. No, sir. I, my 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 small ball picks are a little interesting. <laughs> what what did you so, what name one do you have, Clint? Name one. Okay, so I can go really off the map and and kind of. It, this is an African. I I I found it very interesting because I watched a little bit of him and. Um, I had, let me, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I don't have that correct as far as his actual status. Um, but I actually had, I don't know if y'all have heard of Jacob Junis. No. Relief pitcher for the Kansas city Royals. I actually had him signing with the Astros on a, on a, on a two year deal worth really? 5 million. Yes. I need to know more about him. We, let, let's talk My- about him. What My basis for that is is we'll really have a staff meeting about him. Okay, Clint, we got to have a staff meeting on this guy. Yeah, no, no, and <laughs> and like I said, I've been I've been working on a few different things and kind of just looking him over. And and one of the things that interests me is he's a he's he's basically he's a slider specialist. I mean, he throws it forty percent of the time. Um, it gives me a very strong Phil Maton esque vibe. Um, he he's good with it. His fastball is not as as. He's, he's not as good with location on the fastball, but um, he definitely kind of struck me as one of those low-risk um, upside guys that they could work with. And and I I, I still am look, trying to compile more data and, and get more of an understanding of spin rate and things like that. Um, okay. it, it's very limited on, on what I'm looking at. I always use Baseball Savant. It's one of my favorite sites to pull a lot of that data. Um, but he's kind of... It, in all honesty, it's kind of a junky pick, um, just because when you look at the those statistics, he's not, he, you know, he's he's very low percentile on fastball spin, curve spin, and everything. Um, so it would definitely be a kind of a work in progress type thing. But for some reason, I just I saw him and I was like, I I think they could make something of it if they, you know, if they if they were to let him work on it, and and it would be a very cost effective thing, and you know. One of the things that the Astros are always, you know, sometimes need are just innings, and and he could go in and slot in an inning or two, and 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 do that. So that was one of them. Uh, I have another one. Um, this one is a little bit bigger, but I had Eddie Rosario going to the Oakland Athletics. Really? Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I know that they lost Canna and and they're kind of, you know, I don't necessarily think it, it's going to be an interesting year for them losing Bob Melvin, you know, losing some of those guys. And and I think that I had Rosario go in there on at at at, uh, at twenty million, um, well twenty two and a half. Uh, I kind of maybe overshot what he was going to be worth, but it was a three year deal. Um, oh, wow. uh, okay. And that was just an interesting pick to me. It kind of stood out because I know that they're going to be looking for someone who can play outfield. And then he's a left-handed bat that he showed, a, he, you know, he, he had a good postseason. I mean, he obviously performed well in those things. And I think he can ride that to get that seven and a half over three years. So Rosario was number five on my list. The other one I bypassed and, and I had him going back to the Braves and, and at two, two at 10 back to the Braves. And so one of the questions that I have for the Braves and it, so this is where, like, uh, there's a whole bunch of factors that work into, like, why would they get Rosario back there? Um, so if if there's a DH in the National League, I could see that Ros- Rosario may be an, a, a Braves flex option outfielder slash DH for them. Um, and so, and plus I think, uh, so under the scenario where they don't, the Braves don't sign Freeman, they they better go get Rosario so they can they can they can have the public relations smooth over the public relations disaster of losing Freddie <laughs> Freeman right it's so, right exactly. so okay well we'll bring back the the MVP of, you know, or the yeah you know, the playoff MVP that we that wrote that carried us so much to the to the World Series so um, that's what I thought about Rosario and and. I think the what the Braves end up doing is going to be really interesting with all the players they acquired. They can't they can't go get them. They don't have really a spot for all of them with with the injuries that they had right that are going to be healed. So uh, it's it's really interesting. What, so I basically picked well they're going to bring back Freeman and Rosario. That's that's the choice I made for them. So okay, yeah, what, it's other definitely... one, what other one did you have, Rip? So, uh, of course, uh, I had Kyle Schwarber going back to the Red Sox. Oh. So, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't foresee that being a relatively long deal. Uh, somewhere around, uh, you know, maybe three years. We'll, we'll give it maybe, you know, thirty-five million, forty million. Wow. So, okay. kind of in that range there. So I need to admit my shame here. Jacob Junis is not a free agent. I got a little confused on the list. Um, okay. He's still in arbitration with the Royals through 2024. Okay. Well, let's so go. That, that, that ruins that. Um, I can go to another one. Um, and I'm, now I'm afraid to pick any of these guys. I might not. I might. They may not be free agents, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, the other one I had, and, and I thought this was going to be an interesting one, because I know that the, the the Red Sox are losing Ottavino, and they might be looking to make an interesting move. And I had them actually signing Carlos Martinez. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I thought maybe they'd be looking for a high octane guy that they could throw out there. You know, Carlos Martinez always kind of runs a little hot, and um, I thought he would kind of fit that. You know, that clubhouse, and and he kind of he can bring it. I don't believe he will be a starter. Um, I believe that is over with, um, but I could see him being a reliever and maybe they look at, you know, developing him as, you know, it, I, I would say the setup guy, but I, I really think he has the ability to close games and, and do that for them. So I, you know, I, that was, that was one I just really kind of saw from a personality need, you know, things like that. So. And I'm fairly confident he's pretty sure he's a free agent. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, you know, let, keep Carlos M- Martinez on your radar because it, it's it's interesting to me. Like his numbers, his performance in twenty and twenty one, it has just been blah. But mm-hmm. he was a really good pitcher before that. Um, and and both starting and relief roles. So, I've I, I at one time when I when I wrote the offseason guide, I actually considered him as like would would the Astros take a flyer on him and put him in the bullpen and let 
Brett Strong do is matter. Of course, now Brett's not here, but uh, I I think it's really he. It's a really. I mean, he may have to do a, like a one year prove it deal to really. Yeah, I only had him at a two year deal for for fifteen million. Yeah, I, I figured he's going to have to do a lot of work to. You know. To get yeah. So along those lines, what about Jansen? Yeah, can who's going to sign Jansen? I had him going to the Blue Jays, uh, two years, twenty five million. Um, I, I mean, the obvious pick would send him back to the the Dodgers would sign him, but I I think the Blue Jays are going to covet uh, a, a, you know, a a uh, experienced relief pitcher. Uh, for the Blue Jays bullpen, I, I could see them kind of outbidding the Dodgers and, and getting Jansen. I think he'll. I think he's one that will actually return back to the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, I, think Fang- I mean, Fangraphs has got him at uh, two years at twenty four million. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they'll probably try to get a discount out of him. You know, the, the two years sounds right. Maybe about twenty million. So that'll put it about ten million per year. So, I, but I see him going back to to the Dodgers. Okay. What else did you guys have? So uh, my last one was Kyle Seager. Yeah, where did you yeah. have Kyle Seager going? I had him going to the Yankees. Okay, I had him going uh, to the Blue Jays too. Okay. What did you? What, what kind of deal did you have for him? Uh, I had him at three years, thirty-six million. I had him at two years at twenty-four. Same, same okay. age. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Yankees. So I had Rizzo going to the Yankees or back to the Yankees. So I, I, I'm just trying to figure out like would they would they also get Seager if if Rizzo goes back there? I I, I don't know. So the the last two I have is Fam going to the Giants. For two years, uh, ten million a year, and just because the Giants need Giants are going to need an outfielder, um, and if they don't, they don't get any of the premium ones. I kind of saw him them falling back. So the, my worry card is, with my pick in the third round is that yeah, the Giants could go get Castellanos too. So right, uh, yeah. So <laughs> just I'm just banking on that. Uh, the Phillies are out, out bidding them. Maybe that's why I should have gone back to my ninety. That's why. That's why I said he was he was going to get ninety because the Phillies that went to five years versus everybody else's four. So, um, and then anybody that's read the offseason guide or is following me on Twitter knows what my last pick is for the bullpen for the Astros. Who do I want? Andrew Chafin, two years, five million a year. Give get us Andrew Chafin. If I were in the Astros front office every single day, I'd be sending an email. Can we sign Andrew Chafin, please? He, he would definitely bolster. I was in the Astros front office. Get Andrew Chafin. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna fly a banner over a minute Maid Park that says "Sign Andrew Chafin." <laughs> well, that's who I'm. I guess we could we could we could we could start the hashtag. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Definitely get that rolling. I mean, he profiles by, well. Yeah. Officially endorsed by LarryDGM.com. Sign Andrew Chafin. <laughs> so, so what did y'all think? So, yeah, I mean that that was fun. A lot of uh, you know, some of our numbers were were, were there. I threw out the oddball and uh, the, the max deal for uh, you know, throw Korea Korea out there. So. Uh, Hopefully it'll pay off for me. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, but uh, it's been fun, guys. We're about out of time for this episode here. Uh, we're ha- going to have to get back together when the, the lockout ends and uh, these free agents come off the board and see how well we did, if we if we are spot on or if we are just completely way off. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. So, but uh but guys, I appreciate it. Great job. Thanks for coming on and, and doing this. It was fun and something that we could talk about that's uh still baseball related, even though we're in a time where there's no no nothing being talked about. So but uh Clint, tell everybody where they can find you at real quick. Uh you can find me on Twitter uh at Earl Clint117 and then obviously Larry the GM.com. Uh 
pushing out content um we're working on things uh lockout obviously kind of slows us down a little bit but uh we've been talking about a few different series a few different things we want to want to get out in front of everybody and uh that's all in the works um as you can tell i've been i pulled a name like jacob junis out of nowhere so i'm watching and i'm looking for guys and and kind of scouting uh you know guys that might fit what the astros do and and how they do things and so uh, but you know give us a read and obviously thank you rip for having me on this is a it's a pleasure and an honor i appreciate it <laughs> absolutely it's great we'll, we'll definitely talk some more larry where's everybody can find you at you can find me on twitter at larry the gm and find me at larry gm.com and as uh clint said we're working on things so i have I do have a question for folks, and they can get back to us on, on at Larry to GM or, or at Larry to GM on Twitter. Um, so I'm thinking about so Larry Larry retires at the end of this year for my real job. So and so let the Astros know I'm available. Um, <laughs> but but I am thinking about putting a shortened version of the off season guide I did for the Astros. Number one, updating that uh, as we as we approach the end of the lockout but then through the month of january when i think there's still not going to be baseball there's going to be squabbling over contract is to put out a guide for every one of the other teams uh, uh, and what do they need what are, what are their strengths weaknesses what do they need and and the thought is if 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 we do a good job of that it should be something we can keep updated through the year and it'll really be something we can have on the on the Larry to Jim uh, website that like when, when Astros go into a series with the White Sox, we can have the updated guide and, and say, Hey, here, here we face the White Sox. Here's what the guide said for the White Sox uh, as we play them. So that's what I'm thinking about doing. It's a ton of work, but I'm going to be retired. So what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll definitely be looking for it. We'll definitely put it out there and uh, we'll, you know, continue to talk baseball during this time when we have no baseball. But uh, that's it for this episode, guys. Remember, you can find the show on Twitter at Rip Griffin Show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can click on the little red button there that is uh, flashing there on the screen. Uh, subscribe so you can be alerted when there's going to be a new episode. If you have a question, you can call into the show hotline. That number is 210-263-3253. The show is a part of the Podcast City Network. Head on over to podcastcity.net and check out all the amazing podcasts on there. So that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Take care.